truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. Totters and Aaron McIntyre are here with us as well. If you'd like to join us today, 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email the program. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show, and the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. It's a jam-packed Tuesday as it normally is. We've got a lot going on here today. Uh, Some fake news or not, we will fact-check those who claim to be communicating facts to people like us coming up a little bit later on. Our colleague here at Blaze TV, Lauren Chen, uh, put out a video recently about an interesting trend in Hollywood that going woke is causing franchises to go broke. We will talk about that with Pop Culture Tuesday uh, later in the program as well. Uh, We're going to talk in about a half an hour about how many genders there are. Somebody from PragerU will be here to answer that question because apparently it is now open for debate. Uh, So we'll be getting to that later in the hour as well. That that probably will require the longest conversation of them all. Yeah, you can't quantify it because, as the Seattle Public School District says, math is now ethnic. Yes, it's eth- ethno-nationalist and uh, uh, and homeopathic or something. Yes, indeed. All right, but uh, before we get to all of that, and I don't even know if that's what that word means, it just sounded smart, so I threw it in. Let's get to Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away, brought to you by Fartgate. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Just kidding. In real news, the state of South Dakota is on meth. This is according to a new campaign the state health department launched and their governor, Christy Noem. Every single one of us in South Dakota can partner to be on meth. Um, really, the tagline is, I'm on meth. Chick-fil-A announced yesterday they'll no longer be donating to the Salvation Army or the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Their donations to those groups have long been an excuse to paint the fast food chain as anti-gay bigots. In response, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation said, quote, in addition to refraining from financially supporting anti-LGBTQ organizations, Chick-fil-A still lacks policies to ensure safe workplaces for LGBTQ employees and should unequivocally speak out against the anti-LGBTQ reputation that their brand represents. The discredited and disgraced Brett Kavanaugh sexual assault accuser Christine Blasey Ford received the ACLU's Courage Award. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, America, what you doing? America, que haces? Moving on, Pope Francis is considering adding so-called ecological sin to the Catholic Church's catechism. He reportedly said during a speech on Friday, quote, We have to introduce, we are thinking about it, to the catechism of the Catholic Church, the sin against ecology, the ecological sin against our common home because a duty is at stake. Getting the 23andMe DNA test to trace your ethnic origins is becoming somewhat of a trend on social media, except for some white people who are a little bit guilty about their supposed origins. 99.9% European is what it's saying now. Like, tell me that is not the rudest thing you've ever heard. And zero point, the, the 0.1%, wow. Um, Middle Eastern and North Africa. North African! That's a really small percentage. Not very happy about it. Glad it's on the paper, though. Um, also, side note, I realize that most likely any type of like African heritage 
could have been from slavery, and in which that case most likely wasn't from a love, could have been. Um, not cool. Actress Elizabeth Banks says sexism is why her most recent film, Charlie's Angels, bombed at the box office. She told the Wall Street Journal, quote, You've had 37 Spider-Man movies and you're not complaining. I think women are allowed to have one or two action franchises every 17 years. I feel totally fine with that. Speaking of Elizabeth's breaking news out of the Elizabeth Warren campaign. I'm not a person of color. Uh, I am not a citizen of a tribe. But um, what I try to do is be a good friend. And finally, think twice about going skiing. And that's what happened while we were away. Wow. That video is an excellent metaphor for what it feels like to vote today. Don't you feel like that whenever you go in to vote? Like, you're just happy if you make it out alive right now? At least that's how I feel. So let's get to the montage. We're going to talk more about uh, the Charlie's Angels sexism a little bit later on when we uh, discuss Pop Culture Tuesday. And that uh, that topic will have a broader application that's coming up later in the program. The uh, um, I got to tell you, I went back there to pray, get prayed up before the show. And I don't know who used the restroom before I was back there, but man, it smelled like Eric Swellwell stopped in before I went back there to pray. I had to spray some. I'm not making it up either. I mean, I'm not. I am not making it up. I had I had, I had to spray some uh, some freshener, and as they once said in the movie, uh, Austin Powers, gold member, courtesy flush, please, courtesy flush. I, just I, saying. Yeah, I just want to make a point of order. I really do. Um, I really do believe it was actually Chris Matthews who was the farter in uh, in Fartgate. Um, Chris Matthews has been known to have thrills go up his legs. I think this time Eric Swalwell sent a thrill down his leg. Well, better out than in, I always say, right? But <laughs> this was this was like the number one trending thing on political Twitter last night. You could tell everybody needed like all day yesterday. Yeah. It was the Chick Fil A thing, and then yeah. cancel culturing each yeah. other over various things. Yes, and then all of a sudden there was Solo throwing red meat, and there was God. This is the content I'm here for. South Dakota, what you doing? What you doing up there? What's going on? What's going on your way? First of all, mad props for electing the hottest governor in America. Is that their governor? Yeah, she's yeah. been there for wow. a while. Has she really? Yeah. Wow. So. How did the same people who got that one right not, because clearly you all understand visuals up in South Dakota way, right? So how then when you were presented the sign, meth were on it, did no one stand up and say, "Uh, uh, uh, point of order, ma'am, if you don't mind, Um, are we sure this is the message we would like to go with? Meth we're on it. And then she even verbalizes it there mm. in that commercial. She said, meth, I'm on it. Yeah, she said, I know. She even personalized it while verbalizing it. Meth, I'm on it. Uh, I mean, I just. This is again why I, the only reason I want to run for office. What the hell happens to you people up there? Yeah, well, you, I want You're to intellectually know. curious to know, could, could, is there an infestation? Yes. Are you, are you kidnapped? 
um, and, and taken to a remote facility and then reprogrammed, right? When your main job, I've said this multiple times, when your main job is spending other people's money, your brain does funny things. You're, it's like your brain is on meth. I, I, at least that's what the evidence would show anyway. I just, you know, we have talked about this in the context of, of media bias in the past. You know, how many editors and everything something has to yeah. go through and no one stood up to say, no one, eh, are we really going with that? Really? We don't have anything better than that, you know? Um, how many, this is government, even, even in what is traditionally a Republican state like South Dakota, all right? This is still government. So you know this thing went through 47 agencies and bureaucracies before they went public with it, right? I mean, the, 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 the flow chart for this, if, if we were, even, even in a Republican state, if, if, we, were, if we were to, uh, here's the flow chart for this decision, it would, it would go from, the, from the, the wall behind me to the wall on the other end of this room, which is probably, what would you say, 10 yards from here? Sure. Okay. Yeah, this is basically a distance of a first down, probably. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and that would just, by the way, be the first layer. So uh, the, all of those people on all of those layers, all of that level, are on, are, are on all of those levels, in all of that flow chart there, no one stopped and thought. The governor herself did not think, you guys want me to say meth, I'm on it? Really? We're going, I'm going to roll out with that? No one, no one had an objection to that, Todd, the entire time? Really? How, how is that even humanly possible? How? Government. It's fascinating. It is a black hole of common sense. This is, I mean, this is why when, when you have people a couple of weeks ago saying, thank God for the deep state, it, now, now take what this is, which is a punchline, now go all the way to the spook level of this. Mm. It's just as dumb, but it gets darker and darker and more manipulative and more malevolent. I mean, this thing is just... Yeah, because I've been following the latest impeachment testimony, and it appears the new grounds for impeaching Trump is he was operating out of the presumption that as president, he gets to determine what the foreign policy exactly. of the United States is, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. And then they're up there uh, claiming they don't know the whistleblower while Adam Schiff is interjecting into testimony, demanding we protect the identity of the whistleblower before he's identified, even though he doesn't know he told us in his own yeah. committee who the uh, who the actual whistleblower is that he's trying to protect his identity at the same time. Yeah, and I don't want this to escape people thinking that you're making the exact right point. I forget what you think about personally about Donald Trump. This impeachment fiasco is just as ridiculous as this chalk outline of South Dakota, which is interesting in and of itself too. You, you're basically and putting inside it. I'm on meth. This is that stupid. It really is. I didn't even. I I I looked at that yesterday, and I I I just can't wrap my head around it. I mean, I've I've covered a lot of dumb. I've been around a lot of dumb. I've done a lot of dumb. Frankly, um, I I just I it escapes me how it is possible that this many full motor functioning human beings had a look at this campaign and said, this is, this is the right message to put out there. I just don't even, I, how do you, it's, 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 it's like a scene from the jerk that they deleted because even Steve Martin after in between lines of Coke was like, you know, guys, I just, I, you know, we already really pushed this audience 
with, you know, the scene where I'm running down the street, uh, thankful that my name is in the phone book. And we opened up the movie with, I was born a poor black child. I, I really think if we throw something like this into this movie, it just simply won't get made at some point we need to pull back. Didn't right? you, didn't you say you went to the Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell just because just, you heard out? Yes. This is one of the lines that actually got thrown out. It didn't make it to the movie because even they said <laughs> yes. this is yeah. trash. They couldn't do that. They, they, they took 46 <laughs> takes. They couldn't do it. The straight this face is beneath me. Yes. Yes. Well, they're making one of the worst <laughs> movies of all time. Todd, I have two words for you next. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's already up. I know. I know this is coming. I'm sorry. Ecological sin. Go. This is where Aaron should have. You see, he could have used Spanish at any. He should have just said Catholic Church. What you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. You hear? It. It would. How be, do you? How do you make? How do you make penance for ec- ecological sin? You, what does that look like, do you think? Listen. You plant yeah. a tree. What, uh, what the Laditos La very You seen Johnny Appleseed in Latin? Yes. Is that what you do? How does that work? I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. No, You're trying no, to make no, a point. No, no, no. And no, I'm trolling no, you. It's, I, my, no. it's my bad. I know. I'm sorry. I, th- oh, go ahead. Earned, I'll, I'll be quiet. We earned this one. We earned it. Okay. The, what, it was Laditos, uh, forgive me, the Latin for the, the encyclical that the Pope did uh, several years ago that was widely panned for talking about various environmental things, but was a far broader document and um, a a noble document in many uh, respects. It's one thing if you have your house all in order in terms of attacking the various idols of the age, and then you want to talk about our duty and role as human beings to be steward of God's creation. Amen. It, we, the Catholic Church is nowhere on fighting abortion, gay marriage, religious freedom to the extent that it needs to be fought in this current day and age when the progressive religious left has dialed it up to 11. The Catholic Church is just nowhere on that in being commensurate to the attack it faces. Yet it's got time for this. That's what's appalling. I the, he, he the, this is the Pachamama thing that happened at the Amazon sit-in. Uh, it's it it is clearly indicative the fact that this is not coming on the heels of this, and I won't belabor this too long. That there is a darkness beyond which any of us could see conceived attacking the church the Orthodox Church as a whole. And this is why it's going to take more courage like those who uh, went into that church and threw the Pachamamas into the river. That's, that is an invitation to all of us to do the equivalent in our own lives, to take our church back as the lay people to the extent that it is our duty. And this goes beyond my as a Catholic, I think Steve and Eric can testify and have in many respects to what the, their obligations are mm-hmm. uh, uh, as lay people and not simply, uh, listen, uh, this is not me throwing uh, big tree, big T tradition or the magisterium under the bus. It's actually asking them to do their freaking job as actually called upon by the God of all creation. This is not just a Catholic thing, and, and this is interesting. Why, why is it that it seems— you guys can correct me if you want, but it always seems like when the church at large gets away from its a priority 
things like in in America, what what should be on the tip of the tongue all of the time? It should be our great national sin right now of abortion. That should be on the tip of the tongue. You mean all when the you're time. talking about cultural maladies? Cultural maladies. That, that exactly. The church addresses other than outside, its chief salvation exactly, message. Exactly. Gotcha. Outside of its yeah. chief salvation yeah. message. Why is it when the church always gets away from what should be the priority of of that cultural message? Why is it that the solution that the church poses always seems to line up with those who oppose the church? It's it's because of the question that we were asked yesterday in our Q and A towards the end that I didn't. We, we ran out of time and, and the guy asked three really good questions and the first two were things I just said, I'm not prepared to answer them yet because I'm trying to figure them out myself right now and we're kind of trying to chart this course in real time. But the third question he asked about, you know, can you have unity over ideological differences? Yes, but you have to understand that when you're dealing with progressivism, this is not an ideological difference. And I've been trying to say this on this show for many, many years, at least as long as you guys have been a part of the program, you've heard me uh, try to pound this message home. This is not a political ideology. It is the heresy of this age. That's why. That, 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 that its intent is to replace, supplant the church and its message. That, that government replaces God and the state replaces the church. That is the goal of this. Yeah, it's not an ideology, it's a theology. Yes, this is a rival religion. All right, and 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 what we need is, you know, if we're going to do small t tradition here, we need we need men like John of Damascus, Damascus, who confronted Islam in the in the seventh and eighth century for the church and debated caliphs and sheikhs all throughout the Middle East. All right, we need we 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 need to we need to understand because that's what we're up against here. There's a reason why they don't want to let you practice your faith in public because you are, it's the same reason Nero had. It's the same reason Caligula had. It's the same reason the Jizya had, the Ottomans had. It's the same reason because this is, they want their religion instead of ours. That's the point of all of this. That is the point of all of this. This isn't about pluralism. This is about myism. And myism gets to trump yours. And myism silences yours. And Tolerance Boulevard is a one-way street. Diversity Avenue is a one-way street. That's on purpose. And the church in this country refuses or is, is unable, and I don't know the answer to that. You know, I'm not God. I'm not omniscient. I, I can't see into people's hearts. But the, but the church in this country, by and large, will not or cannot recognize this. And so what happens is it falls for a false equivalency. And it, and, and it says, well, you know, you know, this is where the spirit of the age is going, and we agree with that to some extent, right? I mean, you know, we, shouldn't, we should be good stewards of God's creation, Right. We don't believe in racism, right? Right. This right. is, and but but it, it fails to understand, and so it it, it thinks that it's joining up in, with something that it can unify with. The premise of these arguments is not to actually address any of these issues. All right, you can't on one hand say that we live on a pale blue dot that randomly evolved from nothing that has no intrinsic worth or value whatsoever. Human beings are discardable. But oh, by the way, I really do care about what the CO emission chart and the temperature will be a thousand years from now. You don't. They don't care. This is about 
And this is about using this as an as a as a wedge to impose their ideological and theological beliefs. That's what it's about. That's why they don't listen to any other theories of how to address this unless unless it empowers government. They're God. If it, if, if it doesn't empower government, they're not interested because that's really what it's about. It's about this is this is and this is a rite, a ritual. Uh, that's what this is. And 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 we won't recognize that. They don't care about racism. They don't. They cared about racism. They'd march into every public school in St. Louis, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York City, Harlem. What the hell is going on here? Why can't these black kids read? They don't care. That's why we convince about Colin Kaepernick instead. And what Don Imus said 10 years ago about the Tennessee women's or Rutgers, whatever damn team that was, women's basketball team. What can I do to empower government? I, I, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I'm going to stop myself. I was going to say something that is true, but it's the kind of thing that if I say it, people won't handle it. And I'm not going to die on that hill. So I'll set that particular example aside because there's many others. And then I'll just tell you guys this off the air during the commercial break so I can get it off my chest and move on. All right. But this is all fake. It, no solutions that don't empower government will be, will be considered because that's really, the, that's really the cause. Power and control. Will to power. That is the cause. It's not about addressing these maladies and these real issues. It's not about that. Why, I mean, their climate conferences target the only country on earth that has voluntarily, no country on earth, I should say, has voluntarily done more to trim back its CO2 emissions than this one has in the last 25 years. And it's not close, actually. It's not even freaking close. Why aren't they out there protesting the Shycoms? Why aren't they out there telling India, hey, you've got to stop? Why is it always us? Why are we the target? No, we're the ones that get the gigantic Greta Thunberg mural yes. in San Francisco. Why isn't she? Why isn't she? Why isn't she going down the streets of Hong Kong demanding the Shycoms uh, sanitize their factories? Because this isn't about the environment; it's against capitalism. That's what this is about. This is all a scam. All of it is, and these are all means to an end. That's what they all are. The real abject goal here. The, the, real, the, real, the real impetus for all of this is the acquisition of power. This is whatever will be given, uh, granted at will to power, period. And the church refuses to recognize this and thinks that, and it's getting harder to get the church to act on it, the worse the Republican Party is, because at least you could get people to, you know, well, you know, and, 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 and that would still be the wrong motivation to see the Republican Party as the instrument for doing this. But the more watered down, and the worse and worse the Republican Party gets, that gives more and more an excuse for pastors to say, I don't want to be another Robert Jeffress. I hope he's, he's got his reward in full on Fox News tonight. I don't want to be that guy. By the way, we don't want you to be that guy either because we think he's a complete freaking clown. All right? And if he, was, if he was on fire on the side of the road, he'd have to beg me to urinate on him. And you can quote me on that. And all of your emails and Facebook posts, here's where they're going to go. Right over there in the trash. All right, where his doctrine of the Church of the United States belongs. Okay, no, that has no chance up against this spirit of the age. In fact, it's going to empower it because while you're out there talking about uh, Trump, Trump's great, Trump's saving America, they're out there talking to your kids about the environment and the poor that they don't care about and hate. By the way, they don't care about. 
you're losing that battle, losing it. Robert Jeffress of the world will, they're not, they're not sellouts. They're the worst. They're, they're the kind that are, that think they're fighting a battle when really what they're out there doing is un, they're unwitting doofuses is what they are. Useful idiots. You're, you're just handing your children over to this false gospel is what you're doing with this, with, with this nationalistic, humanistic, partisan, whatever the hell it is. You're just handing your kids over. Aaron, I'm talking about your generation. Mm-hmm. Am I right? These are your friends and family members, the kids you went to school with, Aaron, that grew up in homeschooled and Christian families. Am I right about this or not? You tell our audience. Am I right? Well, yeah. I mean, this is, and I've, this sounds fatalistic. It's not though. I mean, uh, I, I've just accepted the fact, and I have for a long time now, that my that my children, my offspring, yes, they're going to be saddled with things that um, that that generations in this country hitherto have not been saddled with, have not had to face. I've just faced that. And so when you accept that, at least at least when you accept that, said, what do you always sell, to tell to me? Tell me, low expectations. Mm-hmm. You'll never be disappointed. Yes. that's kind of my my thing. <laughs> so that that's that, that's not a defense against any of this. You're actually feeding their talking points for them because now they look like they're the ones that are out there caring for the least of these that they don't actually care for. Right? Because every time their policies hold sway, they always end up hurting the most the people they claim to care about the most. That's a historical fact that's undefeated. And, and so, the, and so the, now we've got more and more pastors like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be Jerry Falwell Jr., blah, 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 blah. And so now we're kind of even more, even more of, and, and so the antidote to this is- Let the me Beth, be Karl Marx Jr. Yes, yeah. is, is the Beth Moore, you know, I, I'm not a racist, but like there's a whole thing going on. And, and, and like 50 of you have sent me emails asking me to chime in on this. My answer is my name is no. My number is no, okay? And if that's, and, 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 and the answer is no. Okay, no, no. My name is no, my number is no, and the answer is no. I'm not getting involved in your tribalistic and who's a racist and who's not. It's not my job to sit here and determine what's what. No, no, no. If you guys want to ask me about issues, like we did this with the tranny thing about a couple months ago, if you want to tell me, ask me a blanket question, is this issue what we should be defending as conservatives? I will always step up to the plate and give you my best answer on that. But that, but, but, all of these arguments have no chance against what we're up against. None. And in fact, you're feeding their momentum because they're the ones that now look like they're over there having this high-minded conversation. While what in the what the in the Sam Hill are we talking about most days? And our kids are watching this. And the church more and more is inviting this in so it can show, yeah, we're not like the, we're not like the racist group. We're not like the this partisan sellout group. And yes, camel, here's, in fact, don't even bother sneaking your nose under the tent. We're just going to lift up our skirt for you and just go ahead and just come on, bring the whole thing right on in if you don't mind. Take a drink while you're here. That's what's, that's what's going on. That's what you were just talking about. Same yes. exact thing. That's what's going on. All right. Your Pope's a useful idiot too. That's just the reality of it. Total useful idiot. Yep. And, 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 and I don't know what the solution is to it other than revival oh, or bust. I, I don't know what the solution is. I, the, what Chick-fil-A is doing to me is just forget, forget the theology of it, which we talked about yesterday. From a marketing standpoint, it, just, I don't, it makes no sense to me. You've already, you've already defeated the groups that are coming after you. Like at least the Boy Scouts can say we sold out because they took us to court and bankrupted us and we had no choice, right? They, it, that's, is that still a good excuse? No. But is it, a, is it, is, is it an excuse? Yeah, not a good one, right? But at least it's one. You, you beat these guys, so now you're... 
it's 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 like we went it's like we went back to the Tokyo we put the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay after we dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and said we're here to surrender to you now while they're like pulling out you know they're with Geiger counters and pulling out toxic waste from the harbor okay from the nuclear bombs we just dropped does that make any sense to you no it does no, not no and 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 so when a bunch of smart people are doing things that don't make any sense this is this is this is divine is, is yes. I, and I don't mean just the chick comprehensively. There's a sifting happening in my view. And you're and and a testing is being allowed to occur. Okay? And and everyone's gonna take this test, I believe. And we're all taking it right now. And are you all in or not? Yeah, it's it's, it's you're watching a choose ye this day play out in our time in real time. That's the because otherwise really smart people don't make this many dumb decisions collectively. And, and coincidentally, in a See, row. We used to say that the, that the bureaucracy was good in our system of government. If it turns out, like you just said, that all those layers of bureaucracy can't save us from our own depravity, here's your sign. Yeah. Would, it, would, it, would, would, would you have been shocked in 2012 if you read the headline that Chick-fil-A caved in 2012? Would you have been shocked if you read that headline? No. No, you were shocked yesterday. Why? Yes. Because they had yeah. they had annihilated all of these enemies. Right. And then literally out of nowhere, totally unprovoked, they're like, hey, by the way, um, we're here to surrender. Yeah. Does that make any sense? No. No. That that stuff is from above when that stuff happens. More in a moment. Recently, over 100 million people had their personal information stolen in a major data breach. That includes social security numbers, contact details, credit scores, and more, all taken from Capital One customers. And there's a good chance you were infected by these kinds of attacks as well. And they're getting more and more frequent. And it's not just Capital One, Equifax, Facebook, eBay, Uber, PlayStation, Yahoo have all leaked passwords, credit cards, and bank numbers belonging to billions of users. That's why I use ExpressVPN. You cannot control how big corporations mishandle your data, but you can protect yourself from it. And ExpressVPN is an app for your computer and phone that encrypts and secures your data. Hey, if if a breach can happen to Capital One, it can certainly happen to any of us. Don't go online without ExpressVPN if you care about your privacy and safety, and you should if you don't. ExpressVPN connects with just one click. It's lightning fast, and it costs less than 7 bucks a month. And right now, you can use my special link, expressvpn.com slash Steve. That's expressvpn.com slash Steve. This laptop that I'm using for my show here today, I've got ExpressVPN going on it right here, even in our own studio, all right? So right now, arm yourself with an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show and protect yourself. That's expressvpn.com slash Steve, and you get an extra three months free. If you're worried, hey, I may not be the most tech-savvy person, it I did like three clicks and it was hooked up for me in five minutes. All right. ExpressVPN.com slash Steve. Just a little reset. We had some fun with this video on the show last week. Watch this. How many genders are there? Infinite. Infinite. I think there are infinite genders. Why do you say that? Because I think, I don't know, you can't put things in boundaries. You can define yourself as whatever you want. And I don't have a number for it, so it's infinite for me. Yeah. What do you identify as? I identify as female. Okay. I identify as male. 
Well, now that that's clarified for everybody, uh, Will Witt of PragerU, who put that video together there, he's the one asking those questions uh, of those uh, educated idiots. Uh, he joins us here today on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Will, it's good to have you with us, man. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am. I could be a little better, but I could be a lot worse. So, it, Will, if, if, if I can identify as anything, if, if I'm a student in her class and she has better grades than me, why, why can't I identify as her and get her grades? Do you know the answer to that, Will? Well, you should be able to identify as her. If you don't, uh, or if someone says you can't identify as her, they're probably transphobic saying that. So just look out for those kind of people. What gave you guys the idea? I I bet you can't tell us what school you went to to do this, right? No, we went to UC Berkeley. Oh, you can tell us. Yeah. So you went went, uh, perfect. You went right to the corner of Haight Ashbury to get these brilliant answers, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, we kind of expected those answers when we went to UC Berkeley, kind of trying to, with that video, expose what leftists are doing to students on campuses. Do they ever ask you, who are you with? Why are you asking me this? Does that ever happen? I had a girl, one of the last girls we talked to, um, she asked me who I was with, and I was like, Prager you. And she's like, oh, my my grandma loves you. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. I was like, maybe you should watch the videos too, and you might come around on it as well so this is why i asked you that question will because we can there there's there there's wrong belief and and then there is just flat out brainwashing where you are not equipped to critically think okay so so someone may have a wrong belief or just a vehement disagreement with somebody like you and me and, and they get suspicious when you ask them a question from your premise. They instantly recognize it's, it's, a, challenge, it's, it's a challenging argument. It's the counter argument, right? They'll, they'll pick up on that. They'll want to push back against it and say, why are you asking me this? Who are you with? What's the point to this? Where is this leading to, right? Okay, at least that's, that's someone that has maybe they think wrong, but they're thinking Right. They, they, they at least recognize that with their own argument, when their own argument is being challenged and countered and they, they don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe, which you're too young to understand that reference. OK, <laughs> um, so what, when I'm fascinated with in a video like this, how much of that did you encounter? And then how many people did you just do the 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 argumentative version of holding out a clenched fist? And invite them to walk face first into it repeatedly and just dutifully like lemmings. They said, yes, I, I'll be happy to let you break my nose while you film it. How many, what was the ratio there? I think it was pretty much everyone was the, the fist into basically walking into it. It was uh, their convictions for these kind of things go about this deep yeah. when it comes to them understanding gender and sex and, and this type of culture and transgenders like like they don't actually understand what's going on with this. I mean, you look at what's going on in the media and Hollywood and at their universities who are just spouting that type of information constantly to these people, but they don't actually explain like why, they don't explain how, but they say that if you disagree with this, you're a bigot or you're a transphobe. And so they only have a very basic, shallow understanding. So that's why when you see when I talk to them and I say, "Okay, how about you name a few more genders than just male and female?" They can't do it. They can't they can barely name uh, maybe one extra gender other than male and female, even though they say there's an infinite amount, is because they've been so brainwashed into believing that, you know, if you don't say this, you are a transphobic, bigoted person. That's the key word right there, brainwash. So one yeah. of the things we do on our show a lot, Will, is, is we try to equip our audience not to treat everyone who disagrees with them like a construct or a straw man. Right, that, that, that's a great way to lose an argument is just to assume that everybody who disagrees with you has been brainwashed and hasn't thought, th- thought, or, or thought things through. But we also have to consider, though, there, that we can't make the mistake on the other end either. 
All right. And, and one of the ways that we figure out is this person been brainwashed or have they actually thought through some of this and, and just arrived at wrong conclusions is the Socratic method that you use there. The asking of questions, you know, Jesus uses this method in the new Testament to his scorners and scoffers. He breaks them back down. Hey, where do you get your power to forgive sins from? Well, I'll answer that. If you tell me where, you know, John the Baptist got his power to baptize from, you know, he puts it back on them to, to have to frame their own argument rather than just put baby in a corner. Another cultural reference you're too young for, but um, that, that usage of that questioning and the way they answer those questions show you that at a school that less than 1.1% of 1% of Americans could get admitted to, Cal Berkeley, even at that school where the average IQ is probably approach, probably in the 130s of, its, of the students there, at that school even, they're so brainwashed that they can't even, they can't compute rudimentary level pushback, surface level questioning because the, the brainwashing is that deeply embedded. Right. Well, I think about something like uh, some of the most horrific things that have happened in the last like 200 years, you know, slavery, communism and uh, Nazism. I mean, they were all based on lies. And so but I can guarantee you that you would have probably some some Nazis who would go home in their own home lives and mm-hmm. look good to their wife and good to their children. But they were doing evil things. Like the they boy in the striped pajamas movie a few years ago you're describing is, is that yeah, kind of a like, scene. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like these people have been brainwashed into believing that the evil things they're doing are actually good. And so it's the same with these UC Berkeley students, not that they want to go, you know, eradicate Jews or anything like that, but that they're believing these, these horrible ideas, these horrible, um, lines of, of thought, but they've been told that they're good. So it really is brainwashing when you go to a university and I do these videos. I mean, I've been doing this for about two years going to universities and it really is always the same with the brainwashing. Their convictions on any issue, climate change, gender, capitalism, I mean, they all go about this deep on any of them. How'd you get, how'd you get roped into doing this work? I mean, did you just decide, you know what, I've got way too many friends I mean, my, you know, I've got too many chicks calling me on a Friday night and I just got to pare down my social calendar. So let me be that guy on the college campus. I mean, how'd you get roped into doing this work? Yeah, I just love all the all the liberals on campuses hating me pretty much. That's why I did it. But no, I was actually, I was in school in Colorado and um, I was never a conservative until I went to college and saw basically how terrible they were to anyone with a different point of view. Hmm. And so long story short, I decided to, to make a video on my campus where I went around and I asked women about the wage gap and what they thought about it. And of course, they all think they're so oppressed and they don't make enough money. And I sent it to PragerU because I love their videos. And uh, they basically called me up, gave me a job, and I dropped out of school and moved to L.A. to come and, to come and do this and do marketing and everything now that I do for PragerU. So. Do you run into people who... That's a great story, by the way. That should be inspirational for other people out there that are trying to you know, uh, find out what their niche and what their calling is. When, have you run into anybody that's made you think at all? Have you run into arguments, right? Let's not, let's not, you know, get into where we act like, you know, when we use the restroom, uh, it doesn't smell. Okay. Um, you know, so when, when, have you run into arguments th- that have been presented? You thought, you know what? I haven't really actually thought that one through. Has that ever happened to you yet? Yeah, that's, that stuff's happened a lot. I mean, I had one, um, my thoughts about climate change have, have been one of the things that some other people at PragerU, they say I'm a hippie about, because that's something that I've been really challenged on with all the videos that I do about that and talking to people. And, and it seems like there is like a lot of information out there to actually look at. And I mean, um, that's probably been the biggest thing as well 
are, are, when going around and talking to these students is probably the climate change issue that I've probably been challenged the most on from these kids. And I've had to, you know, realign my thoughts. And it's also, you know, it's a culture thing with, with the, the age of the people who I'm talking to versus um, maybe some people who see my videos. If I'm going and just talking to kids on a college campus, it's a diff wildly different perspective than if an older person watches one of my videos and sees what they say. So, so give some of the older people that are watching and are listening to us right now, give them some hope, Will, or can you, based on what you, the work you've done for the past couple of years with videos like this? Yeah, I can definitely give you hope. If you didn't know, PrayerU has a student program called Prager Force, and uh, we just got a kid from Venezuela to join our student program. It's basically like our digital army through PragerU. We have thousands of kids across the nation. And so to, the, to know that we have a student in Venezuela who supports PragerU, supports conservative values, and is trying to spread that across his community is a, uh, an amazing thing. And I, you know, even with just myself and all the videos, I mean, I've leftists all the time who tell me that, you know, my videos changed their mind. They turned to, to be a conservative. I was just in West Palm yesterday and a guy came up to me and said that I was the reason and PragerU mm -hmm. was the reason why he became a conservative watching my videos. You know, with my videos, I try to stay... When I ask people, I'm never confrontational. I'm never mean to anyone. It's all mm -hmm. just the questions, the back and forth, because I could be mean and I could really just, you know, try and debate these people really hard and try and take them down. And conservatives would love that, you know, very red meat content. But I want to make content that people who are moderates or not even political or on yeah, the left. Yeah, there's no persuasion say, happening you know, there unless you do what you're doing right here. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So when you're dealing yeah. with this level of brainwashing, you, you, you know, and, and just we're, the way we're wired as human beings. I don't want to admit, you know, particularly with guys, guys don't ever want to admit another guy knows more about chicks, sports, and politics than they do ever. Okay. And so, right. um, you, 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 it's one of those things you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. That's what makes the Socratic method such a powerful, uh, argumentative tool is, is the impetus is back on the person now that is receiving the question to come up with the answer. And that's where you start having those eureka moments. If you're critic, if you're honest with yourself when you can't answer them. And I, right. I, I, I'm fascinated that you also said the, the climate change issue is one where you think there is more nuance because to me, I think I think we're not actually having a climate change issue, a debate. I, I think if we were, then um, Greta Thunberg would be uh, holding events in Beijing with what their CO2 emission uh, output is, as opposed to the United States, which has done more than any country on Earth to trim its over the last 25 years. Okay, and right. and I think that's where are we are are we sure that's what we're concerned about? We're really concerned about having maintaining a, a planet hospitable enough to maintain Homo sapiens at the top of the food chain as it has for the last at least six thousand years. Are are we sure that's what we're concerned about, or are we are we do we just hate Western capitalism? Which is it? Because if we're really concerned about the former, then I can think of countries like China and India and some other places that are far more terrible at what you're concerned about than we are here in the West, for example. Yeah, so my basic uh, change on the issue has been not so much about that climate change is a huge issue. It's more on the way that I present it to younger people, millennials, people you know around my age in the sense of, okay, let's say you do believe in climate change. You think it's such a horrible issue. The number one thing you need to realize is that the government sucks at everything and the government isn't <laughs> going to be the one who's going to fix this climate change issue. If you want, if you really believe in climate change, then you should be looking at the free market to fix climate change. There's this great company called The Paradigm Project. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them, mm -mm. but uh, they've created uh, if you didn't, I think it's roughly about 4 million people every year die from sec from stove smoke in third world countries. That's just stove smoke because they have these really cheap stoves and they're cooking within these tight areas. So the Paradigm Project basically made these new stoves 
um, that they would have people in these third world countries make and they would then sell it to people and they made money. It was better for the environment. Uh, they gave people jobs and it helped save lives through that. You know, And this is just one example of how the free market can help solve climate change in a way to you know, actually improve the world. So my main thing is more in the messaging of it in the sense of if you do believe in climate change, look to the free market and capitalism, the thing you say is so evil, to actually fix it because it's doing way more to help you know, climate change and help us uh, be more environmentally friendly than the government has ever done. It's a bunch of politicians just vying for your votes, saying, "Oh, I care the most about climate change, so you need to vote for me." You know, it's a, which is a farce. Will's proclamation that government sucks is everything. Brought to you by the government of South Dakota, and its marketing campaign unveiled yesterday. <laughs> Meth, we're on it. Yes, uh, Will. I've got about two minutes here. Uh, I want to ask you a big picture question: How much? How, how much of the reason why your generation is gullible to these brainwashing techniques is that as we have become more secular, more humanistic, more selfish, um, we still have the God-given desire to be a part of something greater than ourselves, still wired in our DNA. And therefore, if we're going if, if to depart from what the traditional causes have been in our culture towards that end, that have often been based in religion in the church, for example. If if we're not if we're gonna if we're gonna disabuse ourselves of, of those traditions, we still have this innate desire to be a part of something bigger than us. And so these fallacies are often offered as counterfeit versions of that. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I uh you know, I was actually like an atheist my entire life up until about two years ago when I started becoming more conservative. I was in college and I was someone who, you know, was partying all the time. I was depressed. I was failing all my classes. I didn't really, wasn't really close with my family. Again, atheist. And, you know, I felt like my life didn't have like a whole lot of purpose. I didn't really have a whole lot to do. And so my life then could have gone, you know, one or two ways. I could have gotten involved with, I started getting really involved with politics. And I could have, you know, gone the entire leftist side because that is, you know, where so many young men and young women right now are finding fulfillment in their lives and these these false ideals and, and socialism and that the world is ending so they need to take up this cause. But instead, you know, I found it in in God and religion and Christianity and then, you know, conservatism and politics as well. So it, it totally is like a, a void that people are trying mm -hmm. to fill because, it, again, like you said, I mean, America is becoming a more secular place. At university, if you are a Christian person, uh, you are uncool. Being atheist is a cool thing. You know, I went to CU Boulder, and that's like, you know, one of the schools mm -hmm. that is totally like atheist central, and that was the total culture there. And so, yeah, it's definitely becoming a tough thing to to find students who are really embracing, you know, a Christian worldview or anything like that. And so everyone is becoming more secular, so they look for leftism to fill that void. So uh, I guess embracing good values is the way to, to bring them back to that. We guys do great work there at PragerU. This video in particular, Will, caught our eye last week, and we shared it uh, in, its, in, in, uh, in its entirety with our audience last week, and they got a kick out of it as well. And it's been a joy to get to talk to you. You're very smart, very well-spoken, and uh, we'll certainly have you back at some point in the future. All right, man, God bless. I love that. God bless you, too. Thank you, Steve. All right, take care. That's uh, Will Witt of PragerU, and I think that last question is why we, we have to be very careful about not creating everybody as constructs and straw men. That... Because it's really hard once you once you practice that level of reductionism. When, once you have dehumanized those that disagree with you on that level, you're going to cease being interested in persuading them, right? And I think I, I think that um, we can be bold 
and draw stark lines and not surrender and not give in without dehumanizing people at the same time along those lines. Yeah, God knows they make it very, very difficult at times. But if they, if they give you any window for friendship, kinship, dialogue, whatever that is, uh, 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 take it. Uh, because look at the fruits. I mean, that was an unexpected surprise story to hear. Yeah, I didn't I know mean, his story. That's no, why I asked. No, no yeah. idea. So it, it's so refreshing because that's what solid food can do. These, he's, he's lived an entire life. Uh, going without that in many respects when he finally got it it was look at what he did with his life i mean he he there that was a peter uh moment in many respects you know put down your fishing nets and go he dropped out of school he just said i i this is real finally finally and that's our charge uh, uh with the gospel uh all the world we cannot we keep putting it on a shelf in these places we won't let it go other places it has to go everywhere i mean we'll just sit there and told us aaron a few years ago he was one of these constructs yes yeah yeah and uh very quickly i mean ravi zacharias has said this multiple times great mind great intellect great articulator of the faith you're never going to argue anybody into the kingdom of god you've said this multiple times you're never going to be able to convince somebody but by asking questions you might be able to reach somebody hour two is next and greetings we're back with hour two live and on demand on blaze tv radio and podcast i'm steve dace todd and aaron are here as well if you are listening to us today via the podcast Please consider leaving us a five-star review. Thousands of you have done so already. Thank you to each and every one of you. If you haven't considered it yet, please, if you like the show, do so. Because the more of those we get, the more people like you, the algorithms, when they find out there's at least some modicum of popularity to this thing, they'll help us find more people like you. And then the more likely we are to get to continue to do this for you, the people. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And the last name is D-E-A-C-E. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, some Pop Culture Tuesday. But fake news or not, brought to you by our friends at Relief Factor. If you're one of millions of Americans struggling with chronic pain, and this is a result of too much inflammation in the body, if you've got an injury or an illness, please seek professional medical care. But if you're struggling with those normal aches and pains from too much relief or too little relief and too much inflammation in the body, relief may be one click away at relieffactor.com. It's called the quick start for three weeks. They get you started for three weeks way below cost. How below cost? A dollar a day. That's it. 20 bucks for three weeks, actually less. It's 1995. So not even 20 bucks for three weeks, a dollar a day just to see if indeed the all natural formula, 100% drug free formula created by doctors that has had such an impact on me and so many others, if it can have the same positive impact on you, what do you have to lose? for a buck a day except maybe finally hopefully the pain call their bluff and get the quick start right now at relieffactor.com that's relieffactor.com let's get to fake news or not and for those of you that are new to the show we changed this format earlier this year as part of the year of no bs when we realize there's no point in fact checking dnc tv the vast majority of our audience is never voting Democrat anyway, doesn't watch most of these news sources anyway. So we're really just trolling. We're, we're really just, you know, saying that's propaganda, that's propaganda, and that's propaganda. But you, since you're not watching, 
you already knew that. So we decided we were going to go the dirt road here. Uh, we were going to fact check the people and the platforms who claim to be speaking for and to people like us. And we begin with this very first clip. Which I'm happy to talk about. I'm proud of what this administration has done with respect to Ukraine. Uh, we reversed the massive failures of the Obama administration's policy towards Ukraine. So that's Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, who, by the way, is getting ready to run for president in 2024 as we speak. So he's going to throw his hat in the ring from uh, what I'm hearing and, and the machinations that he is making. So what do you think? Fake news or not there? Todd, you get to go first. It's fake news because um, his reach exceeds his grasp there. He, nothing has been reversed. That's the word I'm cluing on. Uh, I think things are legitimately being addressed. Unfortunately, often ham-handedly vis-a-vis two Meaning people. Joe and Hunter Biden got their money. Ukraine oh. got their money, and the only reason oh. we're even doing dealing with this now is they're tr- choosing to impeach Trump about it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. I mean, they, they Biden and company was using the Ukraine as its whore, uh, uh, basically. Uh, but this has not been reversed, and because uh, Trump and Giuliani have been you know clumsy and ridiculous and clownish in how they've uh, uh, handled things, none of which is impeachable. It's just in, often incompetent. But that. Th- it, nothing has been reversed yet. All of us are hoping a lot of things get reversed, but, you know, Obamacare, border, stuff like that. There's not too much. What do you think, Aaron? Fake news um, or not? Yeah, I, I can't really add much to that. If what we are being told about the opposing narrative, meaning the opposing the White House's narrative about what went on with Ukraine, since there have been no arrests yet, I mean, Hunter Biden, all but... All but admitted, yeah, I made a mistake. I mean, that's that's prima facie evidence that something nefarious, something nefarious uh, went on, something uh, sleazy went on. Uh, nobody has been arrested yet. Some, surely there is there is some investigation going. So, yeah, that's fake news. Nothing, to my knowledge, has been reversed yet until somebody goes to jail. Because otherwise, uh, what was the big deal about looking into the Bidens anyway? All right. Next clip. You guys tell me, fake news or not, why is this a story? We didn't see the president today. We also don't expect to see him tomorrow. His public schedule, completely clear. You've been around long enough to know. If the schedule's clear, something's brewing. We'll keep you posted. I'll be here for you. But for now, back to you. All right. Is that is that a story? Aaron? Um... N- n- this is breaking my brain because I'm trying to, fu- f- you know, figure out something snarky to say. Um, but n- yes, I, who cares? I don't care. No one cares. I mean, what? What? That's my new favorite GIF is the I, no one cares I in the just, 20th Century Fox logo. Have you guys seen that I, one? Yeah, I, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> what? I, I Were they grasping for straws there? I mean, how many... So I, I just if I had care. to guess, there's somebody wrote a column at the Hill, which you know is a dung hill. It is what the Hill is 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 trash. Someone wrote a column at the Hill, claiming that they had it on good authority from a good source at Walter Reed Hospital that the president checked himself in there for chest irregularities. Okay, 
which would, by the way, be a complete violation of, of HIPAA laws of the United States of America, but so be it. All right. And so I think this is Fox's attempt without addressing that specifically uh, to wink and nod and say, well, you know, just uh, president is everything on his schedule to air tomorrow. Just saying. Right, that that's the only thing that report seemed to be missing to me, Todd. Is he like would have thrown Michael, out a just saying. It's like the no, Michael Scott, I promise, a big treat at the end, a big surprise at the end of the workday. Yes. So I don't know. And maybe Trump was going prison Mike. I don't know. But um your thoughts, Todd. Fake news or not? That is not fake news from the perspective of just journalism one oh one as it's become. That's the thing that when there exists real journalism now or when it existed in the past, that's the thing you would not say out loud as the news. That's the thing you would think about, mull over, cross-examine, ask some questions, make some phone calls to see if there is news. But now the news is just whatever stuff it's just we're just saying yeah 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 that is it's, it's so fox I'm, news I'm, can't bother to find out if steve hilton or marie harf is lying to their audience of millions right and so they just each level we just had this last week right they one levels hilton levels the charge right to her face hey you were in the obama administration when they were doing all this money laundering with ukraine she says we never did any money laundering with ukraine yeah those are not like trite charges. Those are not like, hey, you drank, you, you, you finished the pot of coffee in the green room and didn't refill it, or you left the seat down in the unisex bathroom here. I mean, yeah. uh, this is not like a trite matter. No. Okay. This is whether your paid employees are lying to the American people about a matter of existential yeah. import because we're, we're, we're fake impeaching a president over it as we speak, right? Right. Any follow up? Nobody seems to care about any of that, right? Yeah. So along those same lines, I mean, it, it's, 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 I had, I had Dan Wolken, who covers college football at USA oh, no. Today, tried this on me several months ago, right? And so there, there, you know, there's a New York Times bestselling author and a Michigan alum who writes all these books about college teams and a lot of them about Michigan, but he writes about Penn State and other teams that he admires and programs he likes. And in the book, he quotes Rashawn Gary, the number one draft pick of your Green Bay, Green Bay Packers. He quotes him as saying, I was offered $400,000 by another school to not go to Michigan. So would that be hearsay? Is that hearsay? When the guy who says I was offered the money says they offered me the money. Would that, is that hearsay? He quoted him, G Gary directly. Gary, I just say, to be Gary, no, Gary that, says. No, that is not hearsay. Yeah, that, no. So apparently that would mean, therefore, that we can't impeach him because that's direct evidence. We only impeach over hearsay evidence, right? No, so this is Gary himself saying, I was offered $400,000 by another school not to go to Michigan. When Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, is asked about this, he says, well, it's hard to beat the cheaters. Dan Wolken at USA Today writes this column trashing Harbaugh for making excuses for why he can't beat Ohio State. First of all, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't down to Michigan and Ohio State for Rashawn Gary. So it wasn't Ohio State that, that was implicitly uh, you know, mentioned here okay, or implied. Secondly, Jim Harbaugh didn't even mention the name Ohio State in the quote, right? And so I, 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 I went back at him and I said to Dan Wolken, you work at USA Today. Don't you have any interest to find out if 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 such a charge by a number one pick in the NFL draft, who was the number one consensus high school player in the country three years ago, not some trite prospect, right? 
This is a guy with a reputation, okay? He has his own sports marketing team around him. He just made a specific allegation. You work for one of the leading newspapers in the country. Why not just pick up a phone, call him up, and, and see if his allegation is true or if he just threw that out there, if he's willing to... When, that's the story, right? Right. That's and his my resp- point. Yeah, his response back to me was, well, uh, not, I, I'm not interested in unless he calls me. <laughs> that's what he, he literally told me this. He literally told me this. Okay? Uh, so it's not a story unless... The, and I, I can't do any actual work. That's what the Fox News guy is standing out there doing, right? I, I can't, I can't be. Exp- everybody, you know, what's funny is this industry went from trashing bloggers and, and talk show hosts ten years ago to now they all just want to be that. I know that's all they want to be. You can't. They don't want to do any work. They don't want to. They don't want to check with any. And and the sources they often have are just made up anyway. Yes. So so they really just want to opine and they want to pontificate. And that's Fox News standing on the White House lawn doing a just saying report that you could have gotten out of out of Alex Jones, just far less entertaining. Yeah, you'll not. You can't have hot takes if you do real journalism, uh, and you you so. The easy road. This is a it's a it's a gateway drug, uh, and you the already lo- high level of self importance with journalists just so easily runs to this because they get to gratify their fix over and over and over and over again, and that's why you know when we need a Watergate to happen, we're probably never going to get it because they're just not willing to spend the time and the legwork doing it. Yes. Next clip, irrefutable evidence. But uh, the most important part is that there is irrefutable evidence yeah. that Ukrainian officials tried to interfere in our election. Uh, Ambassador Yovanovitch testified. Yeah. Her counterpart in Washington wrote an op-ed criticizing Trump. A Ukrainian court has ruled two government officials in Ukraine tried to wrongly influence the election. And three, the Ukrainian embassy in Washington said on the record to me in this past spring, yes, yes a Democratic National Committee operative came to us and tried to get us to give them dirt on Donald Trump to influence wow. the 2016 election. Those are three things that can't be refuted. So I know John Solomon. I've known him for years. I actually, technically, I didn't. he wasn't my boss, meaning I didn't directly... Re- report to him, but he recruited me to write for the Washington Times where I was writing before um, we started Conservative Review. Uh, he actually recruited me at CPAC uh, seven, like six, seven, eight years ago uh, when he was the, uh, the, the guy running uh, the Washington Times. So um, just we like to practice transparency and full disclaimers around here whenever we can. So irrefutable evidence. What do you think, Todd? Fake news or not? That's not fake news we've already talked about this on the show you just said earlier about the the, the fact that uh you, trump is daring to bring something up when he happens to be running against the guy uh who who uh, is uh, up to his eyeballs in what we're talking about i don't know this is he's just confirming what we've been talking about i it is we didn't trump people are pretending that trump went off to some rogue uh nation state that had a certain set of skills and was just going to start <laughs> and i want you to do this for us no that this is where bring Biden, me the head of joe yes, biden yes it's no he didn't he's Ming the merciless yes all the kingdoms lined up to present Ming their tribute and when Planet Ukraine showed up in Ming the Merciless's lair, right. he was not satisfied with their tribute. And so therefore, Ming said to Planet Ukraine, you bring me the head of Flash Gordon or else. 
And and that's how we yeah. got here. Is no, that what you're we're, saying? We're not out yes. there hiring uh, like mercenaries, you know, from the 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 dark woods of Germany before it was brought into the Roman Empire. That's not what's going on here. This is where it was happening. This is where Biden was doing his uh, messes. Yeah, it is. And everybody pretty admit pretty much admits that uh, now on some level. I don't. This isn't even controversial to me. Yeah, this is... I'm Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets. Flash! Ah! I'm sorry, go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, this is totally not fake news. I, I said in the last segment, or in, in a couple of uh, clips ago, I mean, this is... this Hunter Biden has all but admitted uh, something shady and nefarious went on. I don't know how much more... I don't know how much more convincing you need to say yes this something bad happened here so i don't think that this is this is fake news on any level okay superhuman yeah, absolutely. We've got a really busy year ahead, as you can imagine. And so uh, the president decided to go to Walter Reed and kind of get a head start with some routine checkups uh, as part of his annual exam. That's all it was. It was very routine. We had a down day today. Um, and so he made the decision to, to head there. And there's no truth to the rumors that it was something else because the rumors are flying. Oh, the rumors are always flying. Absolutely not. He is healthy as can be. I put a statement out about that. He's got more energy than anybody in the White House. Uh, that man works from 6 a.m. until, you know, very, very late at night. He's doing just fine. You know, you know, Stephanie, he's he's almost superhuman. I don't know how anyone can deal with what he's dealing with. Aaron, fake news or not? Uh, no, that's not fake news. Um, you know, his, 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 he's like a human his, blue chew. He cannot um, be stopped. His, right. there's always prostrate. There's things, um, about Mr. Trump. Um, it's, uh, yeah, he's he very be cont- contained. He very, cannot be killed. Uh, very good brain. Um, uh, things are good about him. He has nice uh, uh, arms. <laughs> Todd, I, to quote the great prophet, uh, prophet Eric Swellwell, do you want to take a crack at that? Go ahead. Uh, I, I don't, I don't care. This is what, another, another coup. Okay. Is I what a guy? Hey, a guy I, think, went I, think, to the I think I speak for Eric Swellwell when I ask you. When you saw that clip, when you got a whiff of that, what were your thoughts? <sighs> Can we talk especially about- because Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself? There we go. Uh, hey, checking all the uh, yes bingo boxes. I don't, I don't care that he went to the doctor. I don't care. This is. Year of no BS? Of course. Okay. This is one of my biggest issues with with him. And, and it has been from the very beginning, is this is this stuff. And this I'm I'm really annoyed, irritated, offended by it. The the fearless leader. Remember the Colonel Sanders looking doctor he had during the 2016 campaign oh, yeah. that came out and said, yeah. hey, I, guys, we, we found him. He's basically the last son of Krypton. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. Um, that looked like the professor that, uh, that uh, 
Yes. Adam Sandler beat up in Waterboy for insulting his mama. All right. That was his doctor. Okay. I, this, the fearless leader stuff, you know, great I, and unmatched wisdom. Yes. That I just, I, man, I just, I can't ever get over it. I can't get past it on a, and maybe I should, I don't know. Maybe. And it, and I mean it, it could, that could be my own issue. Okay. But I, I can't do it, man. It insults every fiber of my being. And it's, it's the kind of thing, like if they brought me into the White House and said, hey, we, we think you do have a particularly good set of skills that could help us here. And we have this in mind and, and we're going to let you do this and have this. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm totally tracking the whole way. All right. Uh, but we need you to, every morning when you see him in the West Wing, uh, acknowledge that, uh, you're, that Mr. Trump's shoulders are very broad today. I'd be like, guys, I, I, I just think Western civilization's had a good run, and I'll. Uh, the answer is no. I I, I can't Smell do this. Smell you later. Yeah. I, <laughs> thank you, Mister Swellwell. I I can't. I I I just. I don't understand it. You know. I don't get it. I was. You know. But I. I can't relate to it. I can't abide the dude. I cannot abide it. On any level, it just goes against everything I'm about, and. I, I just, I wouldn't be able to avoid lashing out at it, uh, mo- mocking it. I just, I can't inhabit the space with it. Am I alone? Is this just a me problem? And I'm okay if it is. Is to the rest of you, to the, is it maybe just like a mild annoyance to you guys, but you don't like dwell on it? I can't get over it. I haven't been able to get over it for four flipping years. I can't get past it. It has annoyed me. It's why I never called him Mr. Trump. I just, I can't, I can't, man. I just, I can't even with this. Can you okay? though? Can I what? Can you even? I can't even. Okay, no. I just want to make sure. So is this, am I, am I making too much out of it? And it's, tell me, be honest. No. It's okay. It's okay. Well, the no, answer is yes. Because it's at the heart of um, the opposite of Orange Man Bad, of uh, Cheeto Jesus Saves. I mean, it just, it's not discerning. It's, it's cultish. It's idolatrous. So, of course, I mean, I. Now, how much I that bugs me personally. I, that that was clearly so baked into the cake so long ago. It's one of those. I mean, we talk about this like there's things that on any given day, like I can set aside, and it drives you nuts, and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. I don't. This isn't going anywhere with Trump. It it is. He's such he's such an ointment to, for people that feel like they've been and they all do it so yeah. th- this must be a requirement to be in this world on it this must be the toll you have to pay or so it, and it must be because like tell me someone who doesn't do this thank you oh well, yeah, yeah you, you mean within his orbit yeah within the direct well, tell me who doesn't well, do Nikki this Haley Nikki Haley who, formally no longer in his direct orbit all right give me somebody else but this is what this goes back to what you talked about. Why I want to run for office, and this is this is meth. We're on it. It just happens there. You know what the irony about it too is? I always liked him a lot when we, when I got to just talk to him myself or talk to him with other people, and like he was actually very relatable. You know, one of my buddies who works for the White House now tells a story about how when I gave his name to the Trump campaign as somebody they should think about hiring, and they brought him in and interviewed him and everything, and um, uh. He had mentioned he liked Trump ties and Trump gave him one. And he ended up going to work for another campaign instead. And like four months later that he hadn't seen Trump since he turned him down for a job. 
and it just happened to be he saw him one day on the campaign trail and he was wearing that tie and Trump remembered giving him that tie and went over. I, so I, I don't even I'm not even convinced like he demands this no oh, I'm I think this You're is certain no, no, no. I'm not certain he demands it. I, I, listen, I, I, I think he deserves. Is it because you know? Is it that because a couple people think this is what they need to do to ingratiate himself with it? Like is everybody it, else, like is it, this is what he wants to hear. So, it's like the boss going down the hall in Christmas vacation. That's exactly how we have to talk to him. It's what everybody expects, and so we all address him it, like this. Is it because he is so relatable that people get kind of a buzz or a high out of being in his good graces that they will do anything? And 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 tread lightly on anything in order to stay in his good graces because they just don't know what they would do. That's if, possible if they were at the butt end of a I Trump tweet. Yeah, just because he's so mercurial yeah. that you're not sure where you stand on a given day. So, and so this is the Mr. one Trump. constant that you know if you go fearless leader that you'll know you'll escape. You know the yin and his, his the fact that he's his own yin and yang. Is, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that, right? Because you know I kind of did that with Dave Day sometimes. I was mean, just like, yeah, you. This is the the best smelling pot in our home we've ever had. I, I, yes, you're the greatest. Can can I but leave now? This yeah. is not unique to Donald Trump. This is this is why everything is the way it is within journalism too. Groupthink is where it's at with most people. They don't want. They, whatever the slipstream is, let's get in on that. I want to be a part of that. That's it's hmm. not. I don't think this is unique to Trump. I think Trump is perhaps a poster child for its maximized potential. But I never called him Mr. Trump. I only called him Donald. He was always fine with it. Never like gave me a look or rolled his eyes. Couldn't have been. And that and that's the other part of it too. Is I'm not sure if that was what. What is the scam? Is it what I was? Is it what I saw? Or is it the fearless leader act was one of them is not like the other. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I will just tell you, and I watched him interact with Iowans on a close level. He could not have been more down to earth and relatable. I just could not have been easier to connect with despite an amount of wealth that, you know, the average human being, but especially Iowans simply cannot compute. And so when I see this, then I kind of wonder like one of these is a game. All right. One of these is a racket. Which one is the racket? You know? And so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, and it could also be that, you know, political people, a lot of them don't have, I don't think that's true of Jeanine Pirro because before Trump came along, she had her own very strong and independent views. I know I interviewed her several times, but a lot of people in politics are not comfortable in their own skin. They're just not. Mm hmm. And when you walk, Scott Walker, uh, that's a great example. When, when you, when you encounter someone who is say whatever you want about Trump, he is very comfortable in his own skin, maybe way too. Okay. Um, but when, when, when they do encounter somebody like that, who doesn't, who is totally devil may care, the temptation is to almost, I wonder if there's a temptation to just go fearless leader, you know, because this is the political version of can I touch the hem of your garment almost. Yeah. You know, because they they really struggle with this idea that I'm not owned by somebody. I, I don't I don't have to, you know, my day's not made by was, you know, did Fox or MSNBC mention me tonight? Okay. And um, and what's funny about that is that Trump cares very deeply yeah. about a lot of that stuff at the exact same time. That, that okay. That connection just happened in my head. The fact he's getting off on the relationships with the the little people in the same way he does with 
hearing what MSNBC is saying about him or not saying. I mean, he just he need he's not an island unto himself. Yeah. Some great men are. He's yep. not, he needs to be. But I, but I will tell you, Todd, and I saw it with my own eyes and heard it with my own ears. Yeah. When he talked to the quote unquote little people, it it wasn't like you know he treated people like no, that. Ag- agreed. And that and um, and that's the, that's that's the other thing about this. I also wonder if because and and to give him as much benefit of the doubt as I can, just from a human being standpoint, I don't understand what it's like to be this wealthy and powerful. I've never had either. I've always been the new kid in school. I was always the kid that, you know, didn't have the relationship that got me on the team. I had to work a little bit harder. You know, I, I, I was never, I'm not born on third and credited with the triple. And I just never was. And so I'm far more comfortable being the outsider and, you know, being the one, being the guy you never see coming that, cause that's how I always had to be. And, and so it could just be, cause he's the wealthiest and most powerful person I've ever known, I, you know, um, and most of the other powerful people I've known are politicians who, like I just got through telling you, aren't, most of them aren't comfortable in their own skin. It, it could be that this just happens with, with that people just naturally lactate and genuflect your way when you have this amount of power and wealth. And that just go. that's why rock bands have groupies, right? Yeah. And, and, and NBA players have posses and hangers and, and crews. Um, and I just don't come from that world. So I just don't understand it. I think that could just be that. That's too, some maybe. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Let's close this out with Ken Starr just to make it even worse. Well, I must say that the president was not advised by counsel in deciding to do this tweet. Uh, extraordinarily uh, poor judgment. Uh, the president frequently says, I follow my instincts. Sometimes we have to control our instincts. So obviously this was, I think, quite injurious. Uh, I don't think it rises to the level of intimidation, but that's of, of a witness. But I think that's the way it's going to be characterized. Now, to be fair, Ken Starr is the former president at Baylor University, so he is a subject matter expert when it comes to witness intimidation. Just going to throw that out there. Fake news or not, Todd, what do you think? That's just fake news. But by, by that standard, it, it's, it's not just Trump, but the number of people, you know, if you're working, if you worked for the government, if you worked in the executive branch and you were tweeting about this, right now you're on what shady legal ground this is the only reason anybody knew about it in real time is because adam schiff the guy who's trying to take trump out announced it in the middle of the thing so if anybody's guilty of possibly brokering intimidation into the mix uh it it's schiff i this is where again smart people believe incredibly stupid things this kind of reminds me of some of the conversations we had during uh, the Mueller stuff. So apparently he's not allowed to defend himself. Right. And you just get to make whatever charge you want. Really? Is it is it a political office or not? All right, we'll come back. Pop Culture Tuesday next.
You know, not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from a bank, to expand a business, to go on vacation, to buy a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become very risky, according to the secret war on cash from our friends at Swiss America. It's their brand new white paper. It's a shocking report uh, that will help you learn why banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior they deem as suspicious or unusual. To get the Secret War on Cash report now, call 800-289-2646. That's 1-800-289-2646 or go to SwissAmerica.com. Did you know simply spending cash today can be enough to get you branded as a potential criminal? That's right. You, that's why you must read The Secret War on Cash. It's free by calling 800-289-2646, 1-800-289-2646, because this new war against cash is really a war against all freedom-loving Americans. I mean, what does cash symbolize? Why is it king? Because it symbolizes your financial independence. You're the one calling the shots here. Directly, you're not going through some kind of a third party. So find out how to survive and thrive by reading The Secret War on Cash. SwissAmerica.com or give them a call. 800-289-2646. That's 1-800-289-2646. Time now for Pop Culture Tuesday. We look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. And what inspired me for this week, gentlemen, is this video we're going to share a snippet of. It's about four minutes. Uh, It's from our colleague here at Blaze TV, Lauren Chen, talking about a recent trend worth noting in Hollywood, that once you go woke, you seem to go broke. Watch this, and then we'll have some commentary after. Some of the first movies that probably come to mind with the phrase get woke, go broke are of course Lady Ghostbusters and Female Ocean's 8. I think we all remember how upset fans were when writers replaced all male casts with all female casts in order to strengthen plots and provide for more interesting characters. I'm I'm kidding. That's not why they did that. To make a very long story short, basically Ghostbusters bombed and any potential sequels were cancelled. Ocean's 8 wasn't as big of a failure, but still, the reviews were mixed and I wouldn't hold my breath for another. Then we have the case of Battlefield 5, where developers decided that, mm, on second thought, the history of World War II just isn't woke enough. Those dang veterans, they're so white and too gosh darn male. And you know what? Although some people might say that trying to essentially revise the history of World War II is somewhat controversial, developers told people that, look, if they had a problem with it, they should just not buy the game. To which people were like, okie dokie, sounds good. Ultimately, when it was all said and done, even the CEO of EA, the studio that made the game, had to admit that it had failed to meet sales expectations. Get woke, go broke. But hang on there, some intrepid social justice activists might say. Black Panther was successful, Captain Marvel was successful, therefore diversity works. Crowds are hungry for more intersectionality. They crave more stories about genderqueer disabled sex workers. Well, in this video, we're going to talk about how despite the fact that yes, Black Panther and Captain Marvel were successful, like 
every single Marvel movie is successful, things are not looking good for the future of woke propaganda from Hollywood. First off, let's talk about Batwoman. The CW, which is already known for its woke LGBT-inclusive series Supergirl, recently launched a newer, even woker, even LGBT-er inclusive series called Batwoman. The series features a gay female lead Batwoman as the protagonist, which, by the way, does not in and of itself mean the series would be bad. But after the trailer was released, people weren't very confident that this would be a well-written series instead of just long-form progressive propaganda delivered in weekly installments. After the show airing for over a month, overall reception is just not positive. The show has a dismal 12% audience score from over 7,000 users. And at 73%, even its critic rating is nothing to write home about. I mean, with a show as diverse as this, you'd expect the score to at least be in the 90s. Next up, we also have Terminator Last Ditch Effort. I mean, Dark Fate. And to be fair to Dark Fate's crew, though, they were working uphill on this one. Previous attempts, as I'm sure you guys know, to revive the Terminator franchise have not gone well, so it's not like they were working with a ton of goodwill or anything to begin with. But even so, when the director, Tim Miller, said that one of the strong female leads would scare misogynists... Anyway, I'm not gonna say that Terminator Dark Fate was a complete failure, but it definitely wasn't a success. It got decent reviews from most people, don't get me wrong, but core fans of the series we're not happy with it. Without going into spoilers, let's just say that certain choices were made regarding one of the male characters that some fans felt was a middle finger to the canon and perhaps an F.U. to male characters everywhere. Plus, the film underperformed enough at the box office that the sequel's Dark Fate was supposed to kick off were cancelled. And last but not least, if you follow Game of Thrones news, you'll know that one of the planned spin-offs slash prequel series HBO was working on was called Blood Moon. Earlier in the year, progressive outlets were so excited to have what was shaping up to be a super progressive series. Lady director, lady showrunner, female lead, diverse cast, amazing, can't wait. It turns out, though, the show did not get picked up for a first season after the studio saw the pilot. So that's uh, a snippet of uh, one of Lauren Chen's uh, latest episodes here at Blaze TV talking about the trend recently in pop culture that once you go woke, you go broke. Gentlemen, your thoughts on what Lauren just shared. And and I think it 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 again goes back to just the mystifying decision of Chick-fil-A to now after it has the wind at its back and it has conquered all of these forces to just come out completely unprovoked and say, we're here to surrender in light, especially of everything and all the, the data points and examples, specific examples there that Lauren pointed out. In, in this culture, you either get canceled or you live long enough to see yourself bend the knee. Um, that's, nice. that's, that's well basically said. what that says. And I, I don't know what they're, uh, We've, we've talked about this many, many times. I think Lauren brings up a good point about how those Marvel movies, all the Marvel movies are successful. It's just, uh, you know, depends on what the degree of success is because every, almost every Marvel movie has some sort of, you know, part of the story that moves the overall arch or to mm-hmm. this point has moved the overall arch narrative forward. So even if you don't like that particular movie, you still want to watch it to see what that movie does and the, the, the part that that movie plays in the overall in the overall story, and this is because this is because progressivism doesn't 
and woke culture, they don't have stories to tell. They have an agenda to advance. Yes. And so they have... And then the story will be retrofitted for exactly. the agenda. Yeah. And so instead of a story, you have propaganda. Yeah. Because you're trying to check boxes instead of... This is a very important going, point our audience needs to get. Instead of actually trying to form a cohesive, linear narrative, a, a story arch. Yep. You know, you're just... Checking boxes is not the same as a story arch. And so that's the reason why they don't have stories to tell. And we've had this conversation before. It's tangential, so I don't want to go into it too much. This is why we have to be so careful about not letting progressives get away with with claiming our story tropes, with our claiming uh, and taking credit for the stories that are really ours. And by ours, I mean uh, that, 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 that tell the story of a Judeo-Christian worldview, the origins of, of Western civilization. Don't let them get away with taking credit for those as well. But that is the overall, uh, that's the overall reason why once you go woke, you go broke, because you're not really telling a story. You're just using a medium for propaganda. And let's be fair here. To this point, and Christian, Christian filmmakers are getting better at this, that's been a lot of of what Christian yeah, movie making has that's been, exactly actually right. been. Yep. Um, that's the other that's the other side of this coin. Um, but that's what Christian movie we've got to fill all these boxes about. Okay, we got to make the, uh, the 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 antagonist just overtly and over the top stereotypical of whatever we're trying to portray. We got to make the Christians just the stand up guys that don't have any problems whatsoever. Life is as good sunshine, butterflies, and daisies all day long, and at the, at, at the end. The bad guy either dies or converts in some really, really cheesy, corny Casting Crowns. Play. Okay, don't. Casting Crowns is fine. But some sort of nice Christian music plays in the background because that's what our audience wants. And, you know, that's what Christian movie making has been. We're getting better at that, but it's the other side of that coin. That is, that is extremely well said, my friend. And, and that's the difference between I, I put together a good story where my worldview shines through and and you might watch it and read it anyway even if you don't agree with it because i'm telling you a good story or my goal is to is to is to deliver propaganda agate prop that's the difference and aaron pointing out that uh too much of of christians christianity's attempt in the pop culture arena until recent years uh, fell into this trap is is right on the money and we've pointed that out on this show as aaron mentioned many times as well and that's what's happening too and and now and and they're even openly provoking this now. I mean, they're I mean Elizabeth Banks saying that uh, audiences, uh, you know, apparently don't want women action roles. So I mean, all of the previous Charlie's Angels films that were hundred million dollar blockbuster films had guys. I could have sworn those were all women, right? Were they women, Todd? By yeah. the way, by the way, she says well, you know women can't independently have action movies. Well, first of all, the movie is called. Charlie's angels. So the women aren't actually independent, but their boss is like a guy named Charlie. Charlie is a gender neutral name, Steve. Yes. All right. But, but you know, it, it's almost now they're just provoking you. Uh, Tim Miller, the director of Terminator, did this six months ago. You know, well, I'm sorry if conservative America doesn't want to see a movie with a badass action lead because... Apparently, all the Terminator movies before this never had that, except they all did, going back to 1984. What year were you born, Aaron? 93. So it's a decade before you were born, right? 
I, yeah. I almost wonder if they want these projects to lose money and they just have built into their budgets a certain amount of loss and figure we're going to make it up on the on the back end with virtue signaling about mm-hmm. it later on. We're being too high-minded about this. This is also their um, South Dakota meth. We're on it. <laughs> uh, they, really, they, this well, I is, hope that's the answer. I like your answer better than mine. Just like with... What? Whenever Varnum versus Bream in Iowa, uh, in state number four or five to go gay marriage, the first non-predictable one uh, that wasn't out on a coast, but like how quickly we sprinted to transgender bathrooms right. a- and um, you know uh, uh, five-year-olds, you know, being chemically castrated. It's the same thing. You you can't keep this genie in the bar, put it back in uh, once it out. When you have the great. Whether it's modern day Avengers, however many movies, however many years that took, or, or Russian novelists, the scope of those things, the storytelling, it takes very, very long walks to get at the nuance of characters, to build up the caring. You, once you let this cat out of the bag, it is instantly, got, they're gay. Don't you know they're gay? You got to appreciate the gay. You got to love their gay. Didn't you see Bad Girl? She's gay. So her superpowers come from she's gay. There's, you, it's just from okay, well, when, a when fire hose. When, she, when she's done tagging other chicks, what does Batwoman do the rest of the episode? There, well, no... but she's still being gay. Okay, but but like when when whenever they're done with their gay, what do they? There's what do they do the rest of the episode? There's when they're not rarely room acting on their urges for nuance, real human nuance, which is why you were so amazed and appreciative, and why you could go watch uh, the Queen movie. Yeah. There was real human. Yep nuance in his uh homosexuality yeah, the in freddie movie. mercury movie is fa- yes. is a masterpiece it's fantastic because it's it, also why i didn't go to the elton john film because it was pretty clear from the ads and everything else and now you're gonna have this actor do the and and by the way which of the two movies by far was more successful the queen movie now which musical act by far was more successful mm-hmm. Elton John, and it's not even close. It's one of the most successful musical acts in the history of Western of Western pop culture, and it's and that's the difference. That, in my view, well, having not seen one and seen the other, that at least that's why I saw one and didn't see the other. And that's the thing they've they've made homosexuality a superpower unto itself, yes. and that's why it can't resonate. Yeah, there's a uh, the show the um, the Downton Abbey. Which my wife and I uh, watch. My wife's a huge fan of it. I've never there, seen it. three there, seconds of it. There's a gay character uh, in there, but its its trials and tribulations are largely human stories that transcend the particular. Which is why you can appreciate it. They won't allow you to appreciate it as anything human. It is beyond human, and no one accepts that. It, it's in a way. No, they're always the smartest, most well-adjusted right. characters that are that. That's what propag- that's the propaganda yes. you're talking about. Yes. Aaron, your thoughts on that? No, that's um that's that's absolutely I, I think that's absolutely uh correct. And um, you know, both both sides get um get sucked into this as well. And I don't know, this this has everything to do, I think, with what we were talking about earlier in the show, uh with with Will Witt uh, of Prager U is is the left in this country and in yesterday I mean credit to Bill Barr our Attorney General speaking at the Federalist Society gathering about how conservatives in this country are at a disadvantage when it comes to the progressives of any age because progressives see politics as their religion and that's absolutely that diagnosis is absolutely the case and I wish we had I don't know, maybe like an 
somebody in a position of power who could actually prosecute the law. Like, the imagine was, if he was like the attorney, the attorney general, general or something. Or something. Yeah, but that's another, sweet. That's another. Yeah. But that that's a. But Hollywood is an example, actually, of what Attorney General Bill Barr is is talking about to some degree. Whether it's just uh, we have no idea what we're doing, we are the blind leading the blind, and this is meth. We are on it. This is Hollywood's version <laughs> of meth. We are on it. Or whether this is just, yes, that we know this is just propaganda and we're going to try to shove it down to our throats no matter what. It is all accomplishing or attempting to accomplish the same goal, which is power. Mm-hmm. By hook or by pr- crook, yep. power. Yep. That's the same thing in a much more nefarious and much more personal way that the gender confusion, the uh, the, 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 the subject of that video that Will Witt from PragerU put out, which how many genders are there? Infinite. It's a spectrum. Five or six. Oh, God, I don't know. Those are, I'm quoting, those are the responses from some of the smartest dumb people this yep. face of the planet has ever seen. It, there, there's infinite options, of, even though you can't name any of them. Exactly. Yeah. They, this is all part, again, and I'm not going Illuminati here. This I'm just describing this is human nature. This is all part of once you start to question objecti- objective truth, you're going to start to embrace subjectivism or subjective truth. And once you start to embrace subjective truth, if you cannot look down, if you are taught that you cannot look down what's between your legs and say for sure what you are, then you can be, you are anything. You don't even know if you're a human at that point. Right. But nature abhors a vacuum. We were not designed, our creator did not design us to be our own gods, which is what subjective truth really is. You become your own god. So once subjective truth is embraced, eventually that cannot sustain itself for a long time. Truth then becomes subjugated. And the same people making the crappy movies in Hollywood are going to be telling you what you can and cannot say on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Because you have, a, a, uh, you have rejected God's truth. You embraced your own. That wasn't good enough. So you look again to fill that void. And again, the truth becomes subjugated. That was a really, really long meandering answer to that question. But it is related to what we said we were talking about earlier. With Will. I, I think the Supergirl show is an excellent example of what we're talking about. And with the first season, we watched every episode as a family. I've got two daughters. We're a big superhero family. And, you know, you could, you could see everybody there is of the left and everything else. But it was charming. It was enjoyable. We liked watching it. And then we were very excited that they were going to start off season two by introducing Superman because we're a big Superman family because that's the old man's jam, you know? And when, and I could just tell already that what they had to do to Superman to, sub, to subjugate him to Supergirl, he essentially had, they had to lower his standing as Superman to, because otherwise if Superman's there, why do we need Supergirl, right? Because he's Superman. We don't need anybody else. So they, they had to turn him into a, a, a cliche, I'm sorry, I'm, I have a penis, I'm a man spewing machine. And we all tolerated it until the end of the, sec- the two-part opening episode of the season where he looks in the camera and says, I'm with her, Hillary Clinton's campaign slogan. And we haven't watched an episode since. And you'll just see that the show has gone increasingly in this direction. It's flat-out propaganda now. That's going to do it for today's show. We're going to stick around and tape the overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.